It's Saturday, November 11th, 2023, and this is episode 37 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, Dr. Tim and I get together at our favorite North Austin eatery for a little bit of breakfast, a little bit of conversation, and um, a lot of times it's what just comes to mind, but this time around we decided to focus in on, as it turns out, taxonomy, and we'll talk about that, what that means, and how we ended up talking about that. So, uh... Sit back, relax, grab a plate of Migas, cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. Catch you in the end. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, uh, Dr. Tim and I, when we get together, I usually roll in and he's got notes, pads splayed all over the table and he's deep in thought or staring at the TV. Either one. One or the other. One or or the other. Or simultaneously. Could be the same. Could could be both things at the same time. And... um, and we usually have breakfast, and of course we, we chit-chat, and it, <laughs> sometimes, like, I don't know, we, we just start talking about something, and I'm thinking, this is really good podcast material. Unfortunately, it's not going to make it to the podcast, because a lot of times when you talk about something, you're kind of like, oh, you just can't recreate the conversation. It just, yep. it just happens. So, but we did. Um, I was taught, so Tim's, Tim studied the topic of identity a little bit. Right, I think yes. we've oh. ta- <laughs> we've forty, fifty years 40, worth, forty, fifty yeah. years worth, and everything from biometrics to digital representation, PKI. All, all, all these are tools, but fundamentally, it's the concept. You've really dug into the concept of it, societal, mm-hmm. um, technical verifiable all, all those things and and and, and where, do, where do we go as as the world changes yeah know? yeah and uh-huh. then and and I, I brought up why I brought that up with Tim this morning as I was listening to the podcasting 2.0 uh, boardroom meeting yesterday and there's a tag in the podcast namespace called person and one of the, the things that have been kind of beaten tossed around, asked, desired, is a way to discover where a person may have appeared, not just in their own podcasts. So if you searched by a person, you would see their podcast, but you would also see where they had appeared as a guest or even just referenced maybe in a chapter or something in a in another person's podcast. So you, you kind of get this page, like a search results for based on a person. And discussion of, ah, we need a GUID for that. Well, if we do a GUID, we need a way to look it up. And we need to figure out, is it really that person? And then they were saying, well, if it's my podcast and I have my RSS feed and that's my name listed in there or my person tag is there, then that's a reasonable, and a, and a lot of times, and, I, and I'm rambling a bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to back off here in a minute. We're going to talk about taxonomy because... That's what we decided we're going to talk about. <laughs> and, and, and everybody can, well, that, that'll immediately come to anyone's mind to say, well, of course, that follows. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And, and, all right, I guess I'll just go listen to the Podcasting 2.0 podcast because I have no idea what these guys are talking about now. So, anyway, um, that, but that there is a taxonomy project within podcasting where um, a group separate from Podcasting 2.0, uh, from, from that initiative, came up with a bunch of tags that relate to, among among many things, things like role of this person is the host of this show, this, is pers- this person is a guest on this show, and we, we adopted that into the namespace, so you have a field within the person tag of role. And then, of course, there's a string for the name of that person, and I think it, it, it's become my favorite um, uh, punching bag is... Names are awful. And, and, and having a name such as mine, Neumann, in America, I've been spelling my name since I knew how to speak. <laughs> no, ma'am, my name is Mike Newman, N-E-U-M-A-N-N. And AI still doesn't get it. I do the transcript on this thing. And you would think if artificial intelligence was truly intelligent, and I'm using the same tool for going on two years now, that it would say, 
this knucklehead logs into my service and he's constantly changing the spelling of what I hear, I being the AI, from N-E-W-M-A-N to N-E-U-M, it doesn't learn. Yeah. It, it just, anyway, that's a whole other topic of well, stuff. An interesting one. I, I'll, I'll jump in with with my name. Sure. Jurgensen, right? Yep. J-U-R-G-E-N-S-E-N. The Danish spelling. Mm-hmm. Every Scandinavian country has a different spelling of that same name. The interesting thing to me about it is that if I go anywhere in the United States, I used to travel a lot, mm-hmm. checked into a lot of hotels. I would walk up to the desk and say, my name is Jurgensen. I have a reservation. And it would generally take the clerk a while because with that pronunciation, Jurgensen, you know, maybe it starts with a J. More likely it starts with a G. Oh, and wow. so they'd start looking for reservations. And then, uh, and then you know, oh, here I have it. Uh, uh, and I would spell my name for them. And they'd finally confirm that, yes, I, okay, now I have your reservation. When I walk into a hotel virtually anywhere in Europe, <clears throat> I'd walk up to this clerk and I would say, my name is Jurgensen. Mm-hmm. They would immediately say, well, yes, I have you right here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, somehow they could, they could differentiate the, whether it was the Danish spelling or the Swedish spelling or the Norwegian spelling or the Finnish spelling. Of that same name, based uh, on your Dutchish intonation as an yes, American, and they that got I, them close enough to the parking spot. I I learned from taking German as my my graduate school language that yep. that the umlaut over the u mm-hmm. made it a year, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I did that pronunciation and. Uh, the Europeans could just pick right up on that. I do the same thing with Neumann. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just walk in and I'll say, I'll, or even I'll just hand my, a couple times I would just pass them my little booking.com thing to take all question out. That's me. And they would say, ah, Herr Neumann, welcome. Yes. And, <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I'm going with. Jawohl. Yeah. Every, every time I land after flying 10 hours somewhere, I'll just say Neumann yep. because the rest of the world gets it. Yeah, so names are are both hard. Their names names are hard. We we, we talk about that in in our, another context. Our our our, our, our good mutual friend yes. uh, Scott Guthrie uh, observed many years, many decades ago that names are hard, mm-hmm. and and uh, names of things are very hard, but. Classifying names or putting a classification that names can apply to is incredibly hard, mm-hmm. which it brings us to the topic of, of taxonomies. Uh, a, a taxonomy is simply a classification system. We have a fan in the window over here. Cool. <laughs> she's much much better looking than we are, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she's much younger than we are, too. Yeah. yeah. Sigh. Yeah. Sigh. <laughs> At any rate, she's like less than two. Less, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Anyway, class, classification systems are are, are hard. Uh, I I have marvelled uh, throughout my lifetime that that the, the classifications of organisms is is amazingly complete, and it 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 it, it, it is defined by or the the, the naming of. Things getting to the Latin of uh, of 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 a, of a flower or a, an animal or whatever mm-hmm. uh, will 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 lead you down a a very well defined taxonomy, mm-hmm. well defined enough to the point that 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 a, that a, that a good uh, a good scientist out in the field can pick up what what's obviously a rock and recognize that. This is a piece of a of a of a, of a finger bone of of a brand new species of of buffalo, you know, or something, mm-hmm. um, because the the, the 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 taxonomies of living things uh, has been thought about for a long time and is uh, is 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 fairly good. Although 
the more I'm learning of, of late, uh, it, it, it's real, it gets really fuzzy down at the, uh, at the end. You know, you plants and animals, that's, that's a pretty good start. Uh, and uh, uh, animals that have uh, vertebrae versus ones that don't, animals that have uh, internal skeletons versus ones that don't, you know, th- th- those, are, those are fairly distinct uh, classifications or parts of the taxonomy. Uh, when you get get down to the point of of uh, of what differentiates a, a human being that uh, originates or that that, that it comes from Africa versus Asia versus wherever uh, gets a little fuzzy. Okay. Uh, and 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 so we we we, we there's that that taxonomy is is. So what is a taxonomy? So well, a taxonomy is is, is is really a and, and it, it's interesting because you, you you mentioned artificial intelligence okay and and I I have to go back to my just my own experience I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the the correct experience but uh, the the precursor to artificial intelligence that we think of today in the computer world was something called object oriented programming okay. Object-oriented programming made the made the discovery that hmm, rather than uh, just making lists of things uh, uh, as we think about sometimes in a, as a database, just mm-hmm. just uh, uh, having a, having a, a, a applying a name to to, to some, some characteristic some type of value or uh, some type yeah. of value, right? Yeah. And and, it, and just making a list of it. Mm-hmm. That if uh, if you if you think about it, you can actually create a classification scheme, mm-hmm. uh, which will allow you then to represent an awful lot of information about something, uh, but in a in a much more concise fashion. And so the, the 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 first order of this was going from simply making lists of things to defining objects and an object was uh became the root of a taxonomy mm-hmm. so okay. uh i could define uh a a class object right the, of of uh of uh of something that i could then specialize so each mm-hmm. Sublevel uh, subclass subclass became a, a specialization of that. So uh, I I suddenly could define uh, uh, an, an individual person, mm-hmm. for example, or give a name to an individual person, uh, which put them as uh, 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 or positioned them within a taxonomy that derived from a from a uh, uh, an original class object so class object is a is a a, 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 a hominid uh, versus some other type of animal okay okay and then hominids hominids uh, uh, could be specialized into uh, 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 various uh, genetic characteristics and and so you you ultimately get down to this individual person right has all of these specializations and so well, a lot but, of what but, we talked about was so you have an abstract you could even have an abstract class that defines what is required or optional as attributes in the classes that are derived from it and then those are your subclasses they may have <clears throat> excuse me they may have additional um, fields, or you know, we call them fields, but member attributes or or uh, methods, whatever. And then eventually, you need to instance one of those, and then it it can be searched for, it it can be referenced by the class above it. But until you actually get down to the specific one, the instance, you don't really know what you're dealing with. You know, right. you've got this general reference. Yep. And, and as a, you know, just a, a side issue to. to I don't know if it brings any clarity to it or not, but in, in the in the world of health care management, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you get a procedure done, or you, you visit a, a physician, uh, they do something to you, mm-hmm. uh, they have to characterize what they did to you mm-hmm. in order to get paid. Right. 
Well, that's all, all the codes, the medical codes. Yeah. I sat next to a woman on a flight one time after it wasn't, it was the stimulus. It was, it was when they started putting all these codes out there, completely redesigning the whole thing. And she had just come from a conference or something. And she said, wow. <laughs> well, and that was yeah. exactly my point. Yeah. That, that, that there is a list of, of at the last I checked, approximately 70,000 Mm-hmm. distinct names of procedures that go into a particular form yep. that gets passed back to the Social Security or the, the Medicare administration and allows a physician to get paid for having done something to you. But there, as near as I can tell, there is no taxonomy to that. It's just a list of 70,000 procedures. Yeah. Now, if, if, there, was a, if there was a good classification scheme that that might be like four or five sub levels of of a given mm-hmm. class of procedures right yeah and but that's not the way they did it it's one flat list and so i i i realize that that i am woefully ignorant about the current state of artificial intelligence mm-hmm me but too. I have, but yeah. I have the sneaking suspicion that because of the advancements in computer processing power, mm-hmm. the miniaturization of processing power, and the miniaturization of memory, that artificial intelligence today is probably far less associated or dependent upon taxonomic classifications than I would have guessed 40 years ago mm-hmm. when I started looking at object-oriented programming. At that time, uh, when you decided to write a program, a computer program, yeah. uh, uh, as a, an object-oriented program, your, your first order of business was defining a taxonomy mm-hmm. or the objects that you're going to deal with. Right. Indeed, I remember setting through a number of initial presentations of new software development projects in which the only thing presented were network diagrams of the taxonomy of the objects to be considered. Grady Booch wrote a book, what, 30 years ago? 40 years ago. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. So anyway, Booch's book, yeah, Object-Oriented Design, was kind of the Bible that everybody, at least least to your point, um, I think is we had a language to at least discuss what the heck are we doing here, and then what do development tools look like to help us with that? What what languages do we have to to program in? You know. So anyway, yeah, it, that was and, that well, was the and, era. And the, and, the, and the last time the last time I checked was again thirty or forty years ago. Uh, a, a major concern in all of this was the whole. So, so tax, a taxonomy mm-hmm. gives you a mechanism for inheritance. Okay, so so subclasses inherit from their parent classes. Yep. Right, and and so so you can inherit characteristics down a taxonomic uh, tree. Tree. Well, yeah. And. So that that gives that's an incredibly powerful mechanism for identifying things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The 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 the, the a, a major, if not the major, topic uh, uh, from from forty years ago was the whole concept then of non taxonomic inheritance. That was a huge bugaboo in virtually any large software development project because. You could identify class objects and then derivative trees from those class objects. But what happens when you start to have relationships across different taxonomic trees? Yeah. So that's what you would characterize as non-taxonomic inheritance. So this subclass of an object actually inherits characteristics from two, that particular different two, yeah yeah so so it, it, it yeah. inherit characteristics from multiple taxonomic trees yeah that, that that topic actually showed up and they called it multiple inheritance yes wasn't it a headache if oh, I remember right well, it, just, it, it was, was it was it was, was a great way to get your code to wrap itself around its axle yeah it was basically an insoluble problem yeah. for for 40 years ago 
and I, and as, as I suspect, as I say, I, I suspect from from what peripherally I, I know about artificial intelligence as of the present time, it very likely makes use of the fact that processing power is really cheap, and memory is really cheap and plentiful, and essentially they've done away or not done away with, but probably minimize the use of taxonomic uh, inheritance mechanisms or taxonomies and have just gone with brute force. Uh, I'm going to guess, my, my guess is that along that line, again, I'm, 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 this is squarely speculation, but there was an era, I believe, between this very structured approach to trying to classify taxonify use a tax can't even say it now <laughs> use a taxonomy to address things very tightly you know so in a way early bind your your model for your program and what you're trying to achieve and the things you're working with and what they can do their methods and whatever and their relationships collections and everything so then they're like oh we got a lot of data so we went through i believe the big data era where you just slurp in as much data as you can you try to put some level of uh, attribution and classification of that data and then you just come up with these learning models to try to make sense of it based on what potential questions you might want to ask about relationships um, you know do work but just slurping in a bunch of data and my understanding is that that's what was called machine learning. Machine learning required a bunch of data. You're expecting a certain type of pattern you're looking for. Data, data mining was, was, yeah. was, was, was a term applied to that. Yes, and, and, I, and I, you know, machine learning got, um, you know, typical press, lazy work. Oh, this is artificial intelligence. And then people later said, nah, that's, that's like there's a step. There's a process that goes through here. And then it was language, how, how to basically do... What I I try to make use of a service to do a transcript of this of this podcast, and it does pretty well. But like we talked about the name, um, it's constantly trying to call me Newman with a W and not Neumann because I don't pronounce it Neumann. And every time I say this word now, I'm like, crap! I'm going to have to edit that in the transcript because <laughs> just making more work for myself this afternoon, if I care. And <laughs> might be easier to name change your name to Smith. <laughs> I thought of that, uh, but but it, well, this is, oh well, no Smith. No, no. Smith is bad. No, is bad. I'm on I'm, I'm on the no fly lists. I'm I, you know I've, I've I've got a friend with the last name Smith, and man, he had a hard time right after the Patriot Act. Let's put it that way. And it's like, dude. Anyway, back to names are hard and names are dumb. So I mean, that's kind of where this started with my question some of the topic but but just to finish up this little path to ai then they're like okay we're going to develop language models for specific areas of study you know like we're going to come up with a language that doctors talk to each other in or so this will be a medical scope language and this will be a industrial language model to to analyze these things in and then eventually, as you, to your point, as the computing, they started analyzing their models against each other, and they said, wow, these are all really kind of doing the same thing. So now you have this general language model that they apply, again, my understanding, um, to everything. So now you have this general language model. They interpret data as language. They interpret what data is associated with other data it, it, it basically says everything has... It's like a grand unification theory for communication. And honestly, you, you, all right, I'm going to go philosophical. Data is communication, even if it's just sitting there. It's like written word. Mm -hmm. some, some cognitive effort occurred to cause this 2D barcode to appear. So... Is, is that a fossil? You know, when, when I look at that, is that is that a type of a artifact that's stuck to this table, will probably never leave? But there's a language that was used well, to do you, that, and you, it's all general. You, you've, 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 
you've introduced uh, or, or you've brought to, to, to the front of, of, of a, a, a topic or a concept that that I have found interesting because it relates back to the whole concept of identity, and it's the the, the concept of a forensic what I call a forensic wake, mm-hmm. as 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 we as we navigate Exist. through life, yeah, yeah. we we leave a forensic wake behind us. Well, the world changing as it is. If if uh, ten years ago, I I had the, the the idea or didn't have the idea. I I I accepted the idea from others that the only way you identify people is through biometrics. Mm-hmm. That that literally is the only way. If 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 you if you log into an account and, and it doesn't require taking your 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 fingerprint, your iris pattern, uh, your DNA, then it hasn't identified you. You know, it's made a guess that yeah, maybe maybe that really is the guy, right? On the other hand, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a less than than a capable system, and so that's why people's bank accounts get stolen. Identity theft. Identity theft is only possible if you're not using biometric. This is what I would have said ten years ago. It's only possible if you're not using biometrics totally as your way of differentiating people. Companies don't even use the account names that they've given or the account numbers they've given you. I, I, this I've told this story. So this was like fifteen, almost eighteen years ago. I there's a guy that lived in the same town that I lived lived in at the time here in Texas. Michael Neumann, and he had he had also the same combination that I had of at the time a Hilton Honors membership and an American Airlines frequent flyer number. And at the time, I, I had linked the two so that my spend or my points that I accrued in Hilton would be posted over as miles with American Airlines. And I noticed that. Um, I wasn't getting updates like for the last four months. And so I called up American Airlines and I said, rewards program. I said, what, what's going on? Why, well, are you Michael Newman? Yes. Well, you're connected. And the other Michael Newman had linked his and it was the most recent one. So they somehow did a search, didn't bother to notice that they found two and just switched his over for my account. So he probably was still racking up Hilton points, and they weren't going to his American Airlines thing, but my Hilton points were going to his American Airlines thing. And the only common thing between all of that was Michael Newman. So we suck. <laughs> and, and that's why names are a terrible 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 identifier the, the idea of the idea of a no-fly list i i find i find it, it it is so it is so horrendous as as to be laughable yeah because as you said you know i've got the same name as as the terrorist that's on the, mm-hmm. the no-fly list and all of a sudden i got a problem getting on an airplane yeah and and what's what's laughable about that is that it, it just boggles my mind that my safety in getting on an airplane is somehow linked the fact that somebody is stupid enough, and I can only say stupid enough, oh, yeah. to put in place a system that would rely on your name as a way of yeah. characterizing you. You know, this guy's dangerous because he's Mike Newman. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that, that is so laughable. And the fact that, that, that there are people in charge of the world yes. that for, for whom that seems to be a good solution says to me, crap you know it, yeah. it it may be all gone to hell already well I, and, and you bring in the I, I, you know it's so in a scientific um engineering mind i mean that that's where you live that's your wheelhouse and also you you've got this philosophical uh thread as well in you so where you're you're that's where you in in my opinion that's where you you end up that, and, and that's kind of your goal because you you look to, um, you know, we talk about abstract thought. That's another podcast we talk about. You, you know, things become more power, powerful and applicable as you abstract them. 
because mm-hmm. then you realize that we're really doing the same things here in, in, in different areas that, that may not be obvious until you boil them down and abstract, abstract them. But then there's the, I would say, the real world. And, and, and so not to say that, you know, don't take that wrong, <laughs> but there's limited capabilities of people. There's limited time and resources they're given to do things, and they're handed a lot of times impossible tasks. So you, you look at that, especially with very, you know, volunteer efforts. You know, you, you end up with the, the strongest voice ends up kind of leading that, and they're like, ah, we'll, we'll fix it later. And, and, and in business, you're never allowed the time to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. You have to do it well enough. And so where I'm going with this is, yeah, a, a full biometric scan of, I mean, even gate. You know, like I, I've sold this story before. Across the football field, I've got water on my glasses from raining or whatever, and I'm trying to see if my son has arrived to the game yet. And I can't read his number. It was, you know, folded over in, in uniforms and all that. But when the kids started walking, I'm like, that's my son. Yeah, I, I can just, I know how he walks. I know how his shoulders are, his typical posture and so forth. Just how he moves. And those things... <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have to laugh. I, I, a picture jumped into my mind for, for, for a brief period when I was in graduate school, so it was 50 years ago. I thought painting would be interesting, right? okay. o- like oil painting, right. oil painting on camp. I thought that would be, I thought that would be fun. Now, in, in my usual fashion, rather than go and, and learn about painting, what, which any normal, reasonable person would do, my, mm-hmm. my approach is, I'm I can buy canvas. I can buy paint brushes. I can buy paints. Right? The the I, I can sure. buy paints of eight eight primary colors, and I and I'll I'll start painting. Right? So terrible painter, <laughs> terrible terrible yeah. way to get into painting. Right? <laughs> uh, not not even Grandma Moses level. You know, I was terrible painting. <laughs> oh, yeah, and so so in, in in the course of my of my brief career as a painter as an artiste as an artiste i i think i i think i painted like four pictures or three three or four pictures right uh for the most part well three of them were pictures that i that i tried to copy out of the national geographic you know okay. they, were, they were nice colorful and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah, so yeah well yeah that kind of looks like a steel worker sitting in front of a blast furnace right okay that kind of looks like a sailboat on, out on the ocean it right? might be a leopard might be a leopard <laughs> But but interestingly enough, I I I, I painted a, a picture, uh, and, I, and I I don't remember what I used as I don't think I had any inspiration. I just started. Oh, you just painting. started going. I just started going, and and so I painted a picture of a, of a lone man, mm-hmm. standing on a hilltop, looking down into the in, valley. Into the valley. Over. Okay. Right? Yep. And I kept messing with it, and I kept painting on it, and for some reason, it was one of those things that you know, it 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 start. I'm, it may have started out being a, a picture of the Titanic sinking. I have no idea, but it evolved into be Ended a picture up being this of dude this, on a this hill. dude on a hill, and and I and I kept dinking around on the on the painting, and and I finally I got to the point and I looked at it and I said, damn. That's a picture of my father looking down off of the hilltop in our farm. Wow. And somehow in the course of dinking it around, I had I had captured my father's posture. So you were talking about yeah. your son's day. Yeah. I had captured my father's posture and I happened to put on him a leather jacket mm. and a hat. A fedora. Yeah. That was his typical. That was his go-to. Yeah. And and to this day, I look at it, and that's my father. What what really amazed me is that I put that picture on the wall, and, mm-hmm. and my brother came to visit. Yeah. And saw the picture, and he said, "You you painted the picture, Dad, Dad, perfectly." Yeah. yeah. And everyone <laughs> in my family that that knew my father 
would look at that. And, you know, there was no facial features to it at all. Oh, no. The face was hidden under a shadow of the, of the hat. What an imprint. But, but people would look at it and say, oh, that's, yeah, that's Alvin, right? And, and it, 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 it just it, it reinforces or illustrates exactly the well, that's point an amazing that, that, story. You, that you, were, you were making that, uh, yeah. that, that, that we ultimately can identify people by really interesting characteristics. Yeah. And, and my point was, and, and not to lose it, I mean, because that, that was a really cool story. Um, at, it, it just, that's, that's like... That's like lightning in a pan right there mm-hmm. that, that that happened. That's that's really cool. Do you still have the painting? I, oh, I do. I, I would imagine. Well, my, yeah. my when my 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 brother uh, fell heir to all of the all of the pictures, I'd given them back to my mother. Okay. I, I, your the, the your painting. mother will yeah, yeah, put on the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> Here, mom. <laughs> yeah. I drew this in grad school. Yeah, it's grad school. Look yeah, what exactly. I did in grad school yeah. this week. I think she was probably more proud of those pictures than than my diploma or well, anything sure. else, right? I mean, any mom. Yeah. But at any rate, when she uh, when 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 we, she when she passed, uh, the, all of the pictures fell heir to my to my brother. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he he kept them, and then when That's my cool. brother passed, uh, his his children said, maybe you know you'd like to have these, and I I, I took them back and. And my wife looked at my wife looked at them. You know, one of the four of the four paintings that I had made. Yeah. She picked that one out and said, "Oh well." And so that's hanging on the wall of our house at home. Fantastic. It, it, it made the cut. I mean, my, for my wife to put the picture on the wall. Uh, well, the house, yeah. And now you've gone into art critic land. Well, you, you've kind of left mom, yep. and, and now, it, now, now this has got to be worthy of your wife's wall. My wife's wall, and yes. So it it, it made the ultimate cut. And it and it's there and I yeah. and I, I look at, well it it sets uh, it sets behind my chair at the formal dining room table so okay. the, the, the the two or three times a year that 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 that, that, that table is engaged that, that, that table other is than engaged. where you put mail and right. groceries and stuff I, yeah. I can sit and, and, and stare <laughs> at the picture of my dad uh, looking down off the hilltop in our farm into the into the valley below that is a great story it's a uh, fascinating but that it made yeah. it is it, what it's, so it's yeah it's, so it's, back to the biometrics uh, a biometric doesn't need it, it's not it's not like the movie Gatti Gattaca right? it's, yeah. it's 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 yeah that's that's one implementation that's one very narrow scope of it but like you said we leave dust i mean i uh, we call sometimes people call it digital digital exhaust digital dust whatever um you know and and i'm a somebody posted a thing on instagram the other day of a picture of the gas um gas pump and said am i the only one where at the set at the end it says would you like a receipt? Yes, no. Of, am I the she? She asked, "Am I the only one that thinks if I don't answer this, that somebody can pull up and fill their tank up too, <laughs> as well?" Yep. <laughs> but and and so I kind of I I don't believe that's the case. But at the same time, I'm like, I really wait till that dumb thing says thank you, and then recycles back to yep. the payment thing, and and so. How does that relate to biometrics? Probably not, but it becomes a pattern that we we do. Well, well, and it, the, the, part of the part of the, the, the problem this is all leads me to is that I, yeah. that I I get aggravated every time I watch a a TV commercial or a conversation about protecting your data, mm-hmm. and the idea that. I have to protect my data in order to protect my identity is just bullshit. <laughs> there we are. You know, <laughs> I, it just it just boggles my mind. And and and, and any time that I that I that I hear the, the the term, you know, someone lost this because their identity was stolen. Mm-hmm. What I what I want to do is go to the the bank, the company that basically allowed that to happen, and. I believe that those folks yes. should pretty much be put out of business. Exactly. Because they have basically they have not, given the mm-hmm. uh, the access to your life to someone else without a good reason to do so. You know, you that they they knew a password. Well, they knew your social security number and your birth date and your Texas driver's license number. Congratulations. Yep. You, you busted a database. Yep. That yeah, no. It, 
Oh, I'm trying to think of the name. I, I, I have a colleague who <clears throat> spent years in the literal business of document forensics, and he had to give um, uh, testimony in court uh, on behalf of the the authentic document issuer saying how <clears throat> or why the evidence presented as a fraudulent, that, that was a fraudulent document. It, it was used in a crime or was the crime itself and had to give, you know, hard evidence of why that was a counterfeit and not the authentic document. So we're kind of in, you know, what, what are the biometrics of an authentic document? Well, a lot of thought and work goes into that as, as a, you know, part of my business is at least adjacent to that type of activity. And I, the, um, the word's blocking me, but basically counterfeiters are not um, duplicating the, they're approximating. They're approximating the document so that it's just good enough to get past the person that is required to authenticate the document, or at least should be authenticating the document. So you do that with people as well, but I'm just taking it to a physical document, and we don't do that. To your point is companies, they get liability, insurance, whatever, uh, we'll, we'll pay for that, but your home title might be gone. You're, you know, there's, there's real life consequences that you know, some, you know, <laughs> it's important in the medical industry. You know, is this, you know, there's one question they ask you, what's your birth date? And all that does honestly is help them narrow down in a database, uh, Michael Newman, so I can look them up in my registry. Oh, you're the Michael Newman that was born on this date, as opposed to the Michael Newman that was born on another date. Yeah. That's it, kids. There, <laughs> there's no, there's no fingerprint check and all that because we've, We've stigmatized that. Yep. Anyway. I know. (laughs) I know. Read the book. Mike, read the book. (laughs) Read the book. Yeah. One more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just pouring in the coffee today. I don't know why, but... Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yep. So, anyway... it, it, it brings us to, uh, to me, at mm-hmm. any rate, an interesting point that that it, in 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 how you how you actually so so the taxonomy related mm-hmm. to identity. All sure. right. Yep. That's we, where we started. We probably we, should wrap we, up on that. Well, yeah. and 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 you know, sometime back, uh, some years back, I, I in thinking about it, I I at least created a, a small taxonomy. I said, okay, identity, identity is 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 differentiating. Uh, what, what one person from everybody else? I, I believe that term was differential identity. Well, and and but or is that and, where and you ended up? That's where I ended up. I, so 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 in, in order to 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 tell one person from another, there there are kind of two paths I can go down. I can I can simply try to differentiate a person. So I'll call that concept differential identity. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'll, I'll primarily, well, I'll, I'll ultimately get to the use of biometrics as as that as a tool, right? as a yeah. tool that, that gets me there. Th- there's actually a, a, a different way that I can kind of identify people, which is we're hit, we're, we're we're not historically, but but mm-hmm. popularly we do, which I refer- characterize as experiential identity. Exactly. I, I yeah, can, yeah. I can be yeah. I can be identified by the mm-hmm. experiences I've gone through in my life. Mm-hmm. But as we as we find, you know, a lot of people have the same experiences, right? And and it suddenly dawns on me that, or, and it literally just today it dawns on me that that well, it, with artificial intelligence as as it exists today, if mm-hmm. if, if if it really is a brute force mechanism, that in point of fact the 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 the, the true way that I could be identified from as distinct from everybody else. Everybody else named Timothy Jurgensen, at least. Well, and everybody else, period. Period. Yeah, take the name out. Okay. might turn out to be the fact that it could it can be differentiated that I sat in the third row of Math 301 at in Stillwater, Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State University in, right. in 1965. Yep. 
as opposed to the other guy that fits all of those characteristics that sit in the second row. Sure. You know, and, yep. and, and so, 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 so. Which floor of the dorm did you live in for a year? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And, yeah, and, no, uh, I, which, I, I think and, about and, that as well. That's just a massive data set. It, so, it's just a massive yeah. data set. And, and, and literally the only thing that could obviously do that is, is, is a machine, you know, a, a, a computer, right? There, there, there isn't any way in the world that, that, a, a, well, that, 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 that the desk clerk, at the hotel could, could has access to has that, access right to that. and and can go and could comprehend it you know you sure or, you or has fourth row? Or, or has the tools that could could firm that for her <laughs> but uh they're building it they are absolutely building it you know i i just i the, this massive data center that sits out in harry reed's old you know i, I is harry reed still around or no, i don't think he, so okay um, but that was one of his porculous activities at the behest of, I'm sure, multiple three-letter agencies is, we just need to be a really big data center out here, and we're slurping all the data. Yep. It's all out there. Every, everything on the Internet yep. is there. And there's probably a lot of busy bees whipping out taxonomies <laughs> <laughs> to, to figure out how to classify all that. And then... Someday, when the AI could have been yesterday, we'll never know. Well, and 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 I guess then to to, to feed in a, perhaps a last thought, if we're if we're, if we're close to the end of year, yeah, we might a, as well a last thought because I could go on forever. To to yeah. to, to what it is, is 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 the <laughs> the recent realization of a, of a number of of of, uh, of stories that I've read, and I'm not sure I've seen a formal report, but a number of stories. But apparently, at, at, at least as, as currently incarnated, a, a, a lot of artificial intelligence things, and this, these are, you know, programs like what, chat GPT and... Chat and, GPT, pick a number, whisper, yeah. uh, things so, like so that. So a yeah. number of these, uh, it, it's been identified, and I don't know which one or if maybe all of them, but it's been, a, it, it's been observed that these things are more than happy to lie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know that that people have said, "Oh well, now give, right, give me a report about this or this person, right, or characterize this person versus other people." And they found that that the uh, that the that the that the that the AI back there is perfectly happy with totally making up a a a, a forensic wake, if you will, that sounds and reads yeah, perfectly yeah. reasonable. And which a human, an ordinary human, might just take a, that for fact. Well, yeah. well, without a without a large amount of work, cannot mm-hmm. prove that it's Verify. not a fact. Exactly, and and I just on that. There's a topic of generative AI. I need to look into that, but that's a new buzzword or classification of of AI. But then, um, I, for as smart as it gets. Just look at the appendages on the images of people. So you would do some of these were like create images. In fact, the show art for this uh, podcast, um, I gave it some words of two older gentlemen sitting at a cafe across from you. You give it words and it ends up with those two dudes. Well, that was like my 10th try because the ones before it were kind of funny. I mean, I said breakfast, and, and you'd have this plate with things that almost looked like eggs, and these guys holding microphones, and they had seven fingers. So AI is only as good as the information it's been given. And, I mean, if, well, if the information it, 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 on the web that it's feeding itself is a lie, it's going to lie back to you. Well, and, and, and actually, the, then the, the, the question becomes... It, We've observed very often that, or and other people have observed, it's not it's not an original observation that that the danger is not the machine that can pass the Turing test. the The danger is the machine that intentionally fails the Turing test. Yeah. And so the, that, the, that's the, why I said we might not know. Well, and and, the, and so the question becomes: Well, did this thing show seven fingers because it had? 
somehow data that indicated that. Or, or it, or it didn't it know was, how to merge them together, it but was, it did know how to merge them together, but it doesn't want her to know that it Well, and, that, and that, that its real goal was to tweak you a little bit. I wonder if the guy will notice that I put seven fingers on <laughs> oh, there's a, There's another image that is supposedly of a member of parliament from the U.K. Uh, let's just say this woman was enhanced. And then somebody somebody made a comment, guys, 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 look at her hand. <laughs> oh wait, she has a hand, you know. She has a hand. She has a hand. It, she's only got two fingers on that hand and seven on the other one. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, the oh, AI yeah. could be screwing with you. <laughs> so yeah, I. It, it's, so maybe maybe that's a good topic later on. Is we, we can do a little research on it. Is how how can AI screw with this already? Uh, right, and 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 I, I need to look more into what generative AI means because I, you know, you look even in the movies they they talk about oh we need to create a backstory for this persona you know so it's like they they don't just the the secret intelligence agency or whatever doesn't just hand the guy a fake passport. He says, you know, here's your here's your bona fides. And these guys over here um, have made a all the social or the the social media backstopping for you. You know, you're a you're a suburban dad uh, working for an I.T. company. You've 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 been doing this for 20 years, blah, blah, blah. And just enough not to link him to the local soccer club. But at the same time, yeah, it just. Yeah. Can we shut down now? Yeah, we're going to shut down now. Yeah. (laughs) I need to give you an order. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So a couple of things happened right there. One was uh, sometimes Tim makes an order to go, and (laughs) uh, I didn't quite hit pause. And then when we did restart, I you ever go into your camera and you think you're in video mode, and you push the start button, or you think you push the start button but it's actually just taking a picture. Well, that's exactly what happened here because after that, I was like, hey, Tim, we really should wrap this up. So we basically, we're gonna do a clip back in. And I did that recording and then I come back here and I look at the file and I'm ready to make the show. And all I hear is the end of what after I, I, after I shut, I thought I turned it off, but I just had a bunch of white space. So anyway, this show is incomplete. But that's okay, because, you know, we end up always talking about stuff a little bit later all over again. So if by some miracle you gathered some value from this podcast and listening to what we talked about today, even though we didn't uh, really bring the bring the ship home, uh, at least drop me an email at Mike at Mike Newman dot show so that we can maybe get a picture of, you know, how you uh Maybe you had a take on on the topic we spoke on today or an idea for questions you might have uh, for us to answer or at least take a swing at um, in in a future podcast. So, again, that's Mike at MikeNewman.show. And that's about all we've got for this week. Uh, We'll be back uh, probably after the Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. And until then, John 317.